0: It has to be the worst reboot of the Brady Bunch ever. We're going to talk about it. And Japan's water problem might become the world's. Also, are we powerless because we just throw up our hands? We're going to talk about that today on this Friday Corelcast. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Carell cast. I am Carell. Happy Friday. So I thought I would be amused yesterday at the goings on in Georgia. I thought I would, you know, watch it with great glee. Uh, But actually, all I felt was kind of sad while watching it and a little afraid, a a little afraid that people still are going to vote for this guy uh, and are going to, you know, rally behind him. It's a little frightening. Now, I have to show you these photos. It really is like the worst reboot of the Brady Bunch ever. Uh, And, you know, really it is. Here they are. Look at that. Look at those. I mean, that is a rogues gallery of just photo after photo of indicted criminal after indicted criminal. Some of them look like they are criminals and like they're drunk or hungover or whatever. Uh, Mark Meadows, who we'll get to in a minute, uh, he looks like he fell flat on his face. Uh, We got Rudy Giuliani in here, uh, you know, how far he has fallen. And uh, the gravity of what I'm showing you right now, these are high-ranking advisors to the president, lawyers, uh, Rudy Giuliani, you know, America's mayor, Sidney Powell. uh, And of course, you know, Mark Meadows, there's Giuliani right there. Look at that. That is just, that's horrifying. It was on the cover of the New York Post. There's Mark Meadows, who looks like an old alcoholic that fell on his face. Uh, And then, of course, there it is. Donald Trump, the president of the United States, former president, having a mugshot taken. Uh, And as entertaining or as amusing as I thought that would be, um, it wasn't. Okay? It wasn't. It was nothing but sad. And so as I watched this debacle... Uh, that was going on, I thought to myself, you know, self, I said, self, this is not going to end with the next election. In other words, they keep saying, let the voters decide. Well, the voters did decide. They put Joe Biden in office. The Republican response has been actually criminal. Last uh, night, Thursday night, was it? No, it was Wednesday night. Wednesday, two nights ago, the Republicans had their first debate. Now they had this Indian entrepreneur, I can't even say his name, we'll just call him Swarthy. Uh, They had Swarthy on there uh, with the most obtuse and obscene views that anyone could have. He should be nowhere near the White House. You had Nikki Haley actually looking competent, and she ain't. Uh, You had Chris Christie sort of falling flat, Mike Pence just being Mike Pence, which is not charismatic, uh, and Ron DeSantis dismally failing. He needed to impress people. He didn't. And, you know, everyone kept talking about who won the debate. Well, I don't know who won the debate, but I'll tell you who lost the debate. The American people and democracy. That's who lost the debate. Because if you watched those authoritarian uh, dictators openly talk about fascism like it's their stock in trade, then you realized that, you know what, none of those people should be in the Oval Office. They're not Republicans. They're fascists, ideologues. They're people who are pandering and playing. They all signed a pledge to be at the debate that they would support Donald Trump if he was the nominee and I think all but one or two signed it, even if he was arrested. The pledge was, even if he's arrested, and he has been arrested yesterday. And so you watch that debate, and you know everyone makes this now personal, but for the wrong person. Well, who won the debate? Did Christie? Did Nikki Haley? That's not who we should be talking about. We should be talking about the American people. Did we win the debate? are the ideas that they are presenting are the policies that they are presenting good for America fuck what party they're in is it good for America why don't we ever ask that why do we make this like some big contest amongst you know six people those six people don't fucking matter in the grand scheme of things What matters is you and I, the 327 million people that they will represent should they become president. And were our needs served or met during that debate? No. Not unless you were one of the 50 or so million MAGA scum-sucking racist homophobe transphobe pigs. Then you were happy with what they were saying, but if you're an American, who values diversity, who values women's rights, equal rights, trans rights, gay rights, who values an economy that is not fucking bankrupting us while the rich get so much richer and every time we go to the grocery store we get so much poorer. When a trip to the gas station and the grocery store cost about $200 combined, was that addressed on that stage? Hell no. So who won the debate? Who cares? I'll tell you who lost, we did. We lost. Just like with all of these arrests and all of these mugshots, this ain't about them. This is about protecting our democracy. Do we care enough to actually punish people who break the law and go against the Constitution of the United States? Do we actually care enough about our government about our country, about the republic for which it stands, do we care enough to actually punish these people and really punish them? You know, Trump has this new fancy lawyer who they say, oh, well, he might get it dismissed. He might this and that. How could you possibly get anything dismissed in Georgia when we have the phone call that Trump made? That's all they should have to do is play the phone call. We've made this about Trump. We've made this about DeSantis. We've made—you know, Ron DeSantis—fuck you fuck Ron DeSantis. His hatred got a woman in Arrowhead killed simply because she flies a pride flag. And you know what? My article about if the red winds, gays should leave, they, Time magazine posted a, a rainbow flag and said, are you now afraid to fly a rainbow flag? And so many gays underneath were like, no, not anymore, I left America. And then there were so many gays that commented under that, like, we're trying to get out, we're trying to leave. You know, the writing is on the wall. This is not gonna end in the next election. Trump openly said he wants a civil war when he was interviewed by Tucker Carlson Wednesday night. He said, well, you know, I've never seen this much passion, this much, so yeah, you know, it it could happen. And you know, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing. Well, let them. They lost the last Civil War. Why do they think they're going to win this one? Because they're stupid. These morons who didn't win the last Civil War are saying, let's have another one. And as I have told you, it's because the last one never ended. Because we refuse to do what we need to do after that war. Because Lincoln pussied out. Or busied out. Because Lincoln bussied out and decided that he wasn't going to punish the people who raised up arms against the United States. He was just going to let them go back to their families so we all could heal. Yeah, a lot of good that did. Oh, he punished the generals and things, but not the rank and file. The rank and file should have been put down like the rabid dogs they were. Like a bat at Mandalay Bay. (laughs) If you live in Las Vegas, you'll get that joke. Someone found a bat in their room and now they're suing the hotel because the hotel disposed of the bat and didn't test it for rabies. So they've had to go through rabies treatments, which are are shots through the stomach. It ain't not pleasant. Uh, And they're like suing the hotel. You know, there's no humor. There's no deliciousness in looking at these mug shots. I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of like, oh, my God, you know, you want to see them again? Do you want to see the mug shots again? There's like, you know, a little bit of, oh, my God, you know, I I can't believe it. But, you know, there should be no happiness when you look at these. These people tried to overthrow an election. These people literally tried to take over our government. Every single one of them. All of these, here's the story about a group of felons Who they really want to overthrow the country All of them had just one plan To make Trump the president again Here's the story of some ugly ladies (laughs) And a guy who looks just like a big old ghoul (laughs) That was too There's Mark Meadows looking like the last alcoholic And then of course, there he is, Donald J. Trump What a bad, bad Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now. You know, I had a long talk with my friend Hannah this morning because she woke up. And realize she's got to leave America. She's like, I'm going to look for a job in Lisbon, uh, perhaps, you know, France. maybe. And And I said to her the same thing I've been saying to you, which is there comes a point where learned individuals have to absorb the gravity of dialogue, the gravity of the news, the gravity of all of it. We have to actually look at and say, you know... This isn't going away in 2024. This hatred is not going to stop. If Trump loses again, they'll just scream that the election was rigged. Maybe they will rise up. Who knows? I mean, we don't know. But it's not as if, okay, Biden wins again and the country just suddenly starts joining hands and singing kumbaya. We are a hateful, divided nation, not because... A majority of us are that way but because a very vocal minority even if every voter that voted for trump still felt the same way that's only about 70 million people that's what one almost one-fifth of the united states we're not at 350 million yet we're at about 330. so you know it's about one-fourth and a half it's, you know, one, one, four, it's not 25%. It's like, and it's not, it's about 33%. No, you know, it's 70 times what? Times five is 350 times four is 280. So it's it's between, you know, four and five. It's between one quarter and one fifth of the country. Now that's not a majority, okay? So to say we're all hateful, vicious people, no, we're not. But there is a very vocal minority of about 60 to 70 million people from sea to shining sea who are really making it un- unbearable for the rest of us and this goes to my next topic they're you know a small group of people 70 million people out of two, out of 330 million that's not a you know that's not that's not half that's that's about a quarter you know like I said between a quarter and a fifth it's it's not that it's not a, plur, a plurocracy. It's not more people than not. It's not like 200 million people, and we are letting these people make our lives hell, just like shoplifters. Shoplifting has now become the norm. It is very normal to see people walking out of stores with stuff. Why? Because no one shoots them in the head. Because no one tackles them to the ground and says, "Uh uh-uh, uh, no, not today, Satan." And you know it's the same with the homeless problem. I'm going to show you right now on the video at youtube.com/forward/slash/ReallyCorrell youtube.com/forward/slash/ReallyCorrell. This is my walk this morning, this uh, yesterday morning, Thursday morning. This was my walk Thursday morning. This is what I see at Desert Breeze Park. There's a lovely couple. Do you see them under a tree in the park? Under there they are, right under that tree. All of their belongings. Sound asleep, ass out to the world. And there they are. I have no way to avoid them. I've got to see them. And, you know, their stuff is everywhere. They're laying there with their, you know, her tramp stamp out to the world. Ugh. I even did a zoom in. Ugh. (laughs) Like, ugh. Uh, And so, you know, and then here's another person under yet another tree. Not more than 100 feet away from the other people under the tree. You know, right there. And then, yet again, you know, here's this guy pitching a frickin' tent using a tree branch and God knows what else to make his tent. And look at all of his stuff around. This is one park. This is one morning in one park. There's another person under the tree. There it is. And then here's this lady in a tent. Now, this is just in one park on one walk in one morning. All of this that you just saw was my walk yesterday morning, okay? That was my walk. That's what I saw on my walk. And, you know, that is just, that's unacceptable. And yet you call the cops and they say, well, we can't do anything. Being home, this isn't a crime. They have rights. Blah, 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 blah. And so we all just accept it. Well, we can't do anything about it. You know, in Finland they did. They've gotten rid of homelessness. How? They bought them all houses. I told you this on the other show. The Finns have gotten rid of homelessness. But we don't have the will and we just think it can't happen. And nobody wants to get involved and no one wants to take the time to actually solve the problems and politicians certainly aren't interested. That's not in their neighborhood. My, the district councilman here, Justin Jones or Justin Cook or whatever his name is, I forget. He doesn't see that on his walk. Every morning I have to see that filth and these people just lying around in tents every morning. And I'm so sick of it. I'm so done with it. My compassion has run out. But just like shoplifters, they're allowed to do it. And people just throw up their hands. Oh, we can't do anything about it. And it's the same with Trump and his supporters. Well, we can't silence them. They have a right. We can't. No, they do not have a right. Media. Let me tell you, Trump supporters don't have a right to be on your air. You know, I don't even know why Fox News let those horrible people in the debate on television. There was a time when they would have never broadcast that Republican debate with those kind of views. It wouldn't have happened. But it happens now because we refuse, you know, and now we're trying to punish bad behavior. We're trying to punish Trump. And yet the wheels of justice are moving so slowly and he might get out of it because he's got money. And so we all just throw up our hands. Well, can't do anything about corruption in government. Can't do anything about the homeless. Can't do anything about shoplifting. What the fuck can we do then? Oh, spend money. Give corporations billions of dollars. Work until we drop freaking dead. Meanwhile, San Francisco has become a place you can't even live in. And even Canada, my poor Canada, as it burns. You know, Canada is on fire, and our social issues are spilling into Canada. Homelessness, uh, violence, it's like the American disease is spreading up into Canada. And meanwhile, their cost of living is just as bad as ours. You can't buy a house in Toronto, Quebec, Toronto. It's become too expensive for Canadians to even live in Canada. And what's going on up there? same thing is down here. They're all feeling powerless. They're all feeling like, well, there's not much we can do about it. Well, if there's not much that any of us can do about anything, then why are we even here? Why do we even have a country? Why do we even have a society? If we can't do anything about anything, then why are we even here? Just to be lumps? Just to be consumers? To work for some corporation so you can then give all that money to another corporation? Is that really why we're here? And we're completely powerless, right? We can't stop homelessness, we can't lower retail prices, we can't lower gas prices, we can't stop the climate from changing. What the hell can we do then? Oh yeah, eat, fart, fuck, and spend money. That's just a sad testament to the human race. It's a sad testament to the human race. If that's all we're good for, then we should be done away with, and evolution should get rid of us. You know, putting up with what we put up with every day. We're now numb. The news is full of mugshots of people that were the the highest ranks of government. They were in the West Wing. They were one step away from the nuclear codes. And now we have their mugshots all over and we act like that's not a big enough deal to worry about. We act like, oh, that's just an everyday occurrence. It's not. Oh, when we come back, what is tritium? Why should you care about tritium? I'm going to tell you. Or should you care? Maybe you shouldn't. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. It is the Corral Cast Water. A lot of, you know, Wednesday here in Las Vegas, we had a little mini uh, monsoon blow through. Oh, my God. It drenched the strip so much that the Paris Hotel, their roof caved in little part of it and part of their casino. Caesar's Palace as well. Uh, Thursday afternoon, right around 4.30 when Trump was being indicted and arrested, uh, another one came through. I'll just say typhoon. Another, uh, it wasn't a typhoon. Felt like a typhoon, but it wasn't a typhoon. Monsoon, Uh, another monsoon came through and poured rain and thunder and lightning and scared Ember right at dinner time and made it difficult to feed her. Uh, And so we've got some wacky weather going on here in Vegas. Uh, Hurricane Emily has just made its way through. There are more forming. Uh, but, you know, that's that's it's that season, I guess. Uh, but I'm thinking about water because I watch NHK World, and so should you. It's a great news station, as well as France 24. I watch both of those in the morning, NHK World and France 24. And the world is just in an uppity mood because Japan is now starting to throw the water from Fukushima. Remember Fukushima, the plant that almost killed us? They had a meltdown after the tsunami? Well, they had to cool all that nuclear material somehow, so they used water. And then they had to store the water after they cooled the nuclear material because the water was radioactive. Well, now, between the groundwater and the water that they cooled it down with and everything, and rain and all of that, they've got too much water at the Fukushima site, So they've decided to, quote, treat the water and release it into the ocean. China has already banned seafood from Japan. They did it yesterday, Thursday. And several other countries, South Korea. Now, the Japanese and the World Health Organization and the World Nuclear Organization say, you know what, it's fine. They've gotten rid of all the bad radiation out of the water, and all it has in it is tritium, And the amount of tritium that is in that water is one-fifth of what's allowed to be in water for it to be, you know, considered safe. So over the next 30 years, that's how long it's going to take, over the next 30 years, the Fukushima plant is going to be throwing water filled with tritium into the Pacific Ocean. Now, I've heard experts on France 24 and on NHK World say, look, nuclear countries do this all the time. France does it. China does it. Any place that has a nuclear power plant treats the water and then puts it back into the environment. And, you know, Japan's going to keep the levels low. And so really this is no big deal. This is, you know, other countries do this all the time. And yet the world is treating it like a big deal. And I just have to tell you. You know, I just have to say, as I've been saying on social media, I just have to say, I just don't think it's a good idea to be putting this water back in the Pacific Ocean. You know, tritium, oh, well, tritium, you know, it's an element that's there. It occurs in nature naturally and blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. There was a meltdown. You nearly killed the planet. Then the water you used to stop it from melting down, you're now putting back into the sea. Have you seen The Simpsons? Have you seen the three-eyed fish? Have you seen the 12-legged octopus? This is what's going to happen. And you see, they say it's safe now. Oh, no, it's safe. It's safe. That's until it isn't. Everything is safe until it isn't. A roller coaster is safe until somebody falls off. Your child is safe until you bring them to a Catholic school. You know, I mean, it's safe until it isn't. You know, look at Cook's Corner. Cook's Corner. I've been to Cook's Corner, I can't even count how many times. I am a motorcyclist. I lived in Orange County or Long Beach, and Cook's Corner in the Tribuco Canyon was a place to go. Now, the first time Andrew and I went there, we did not feel safe, so we took the rainbow sticker off our car and made a big deal about it. Uh, However, uh, you know, after that, when I became a biker, I started going there and didn't really, you know, I was fine. And every time I went there, I was fine. Until Wednesday, when a cop from Ventura, a retired cop, went in literally gunning for his es- his estranged wife, killed three people, wounded four others. Cook's Corner was perfectly safe every time I went. Until it wasn't. And releasing water from Fukushima, safe now. What happens in five or ten years when we find out, oops. Tritium in that amount actually is bad for the environment. Oops. We're talking nuclear waste. You only get one oops. And then that's it. And so Japan thinks it's a great idea. And right now, it started Thursday. They started letting the water out on Thursday. And so China immediately banned seafood from Japan. South Korea, immediately. And there's been protests all over the world saying, don't let your water out. Hold your water, Sybil. But what are they doing? Throwing it out into the sea. And what are you fools going to do? Eat seafood. I'm so glad I'm a vegan. Y'all going to be eating seafood with tritium in it. Lord, what kind of ridiculousness. See, what a ridiculous world. where, like, we should be paying attention to that. You know, not Donald Trump. We should be paying attention to tritium being dumped into the water from Fukushima from Japan and be a little more involved in that. We're not. Most of you didn't even know it was happening. You do now. Every hour of every day for the next 30 years, the Japanese are pumping water from Fukushima into the Pacific Ocean. And you don't think that's going to reach California. You don't think that's going to reach all over the world. It is. Fish are going to be glowing at night, honey. We go on the dark fish. We're going to have octopi that have 12 legs and are 500 pounds. You know? Or they're just going to all start dying. The ocean will just start dying. And then we die. If the oceans die, we die. So, Lord, what a, what a week, what a week, you know, what a week. We've got Trump and his mugshot and all of his gang of criminals, the, the you know, the, the Trump bunch. Here's a story about a group of felons, you know. And we've got just, an, we've got out of control everything. We've got a Republican debate where they're on crack. You know, if any of those people take the presidency or Trump, we're doomed. We've got so much going on. And I have to tell you, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's why you need this weekend. You're getting you know, I need this weekend. You need this weekend. Next weekend is Labor Day. I'm gonna leave you, if I have time, with some really exciting news. And I'm gonna talk about this more on another show. I got an email yesterday that floored me. And the email was that the city of Long Beach, which has a Harvey Milk Plaza downtown, I've been to it many times, and they have a wall there in the Harvey Milk Plaza. I got an email that on October 21st, they are going to put Carell and Andrew on that wall, and they wanted to know if I would come down and accept the award from the city council on October 17th. And then accept the, go to the ceremony on Saturday, October 21st and accept the award. I'd love it if some of you could show up Saturday, October 21st in Long Beach as I am honored and put on the wall of the Harvey Milk Plaza. That's pretty cool. I'll leave you with that bit of good news. I am Carell. Be who you want to be so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Patron call this Sunday to make up for last Sunday. I'll send you the link, so this Sunday be with me. Hey, it's Corel Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really That's youtube.com forward slash really for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon, why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.